It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, survived the weekend. I uh, was surprised that Brady made it in today and that uh, you weren't uh, uh, in, in a bad state from some Super Bowl party or something. Oh, no, but, I actually uh, just watched it at home. Okay. I didn't have much, uh, didn't have a lot of festivities going on yesterday. It was a pretty quiet Sunday because I was busy up until that point, basically. I was not home a lot until Sunday. Um, I, I'd had uh, hockey on uh, Saturday, some basketball on Friday, actually a doubleheader on uh, Friday, a, a girls' game and a boys' game. So we'll get to all of that. I think we'll start ladies first because uh, they just played on Friday. And then uh, we had a lot of Friday boys games and a couple of Saturday boys games that were interesting. Uh, plus, there was a weekend filled with, with hockey. We'll get to all of that and then uh, probably have time at the uh, end of the show, too, because uh, Brady wants to talk about some stuff with the upcoming yeah, the, postseason. Uh, so the just way on they the do the random draws, they just draw alphabetically, so they're not drawing for each individual district. So we kind of have a general idea who um, is going to play who. And it also brings up the question of why the hell don't they just seed the whole district? Because <laughs> you're always going to be bitter about that. Well, it just again, we'll talk about it then. But it's it's right there. Just go all the way with it. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about all the games that happened the last uh, few days first. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. Quality Computer Solutions is an all-inclusive IT managed services provider for large, medium, and small businesses. Let QCS become your business's IT help desk supporting desktops, laptops, phone systems, servers, backups, security, and more. You manage your business, we help you manage your technology. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides staff augmentation to help guide you through enterprise-level projects. Are you concerned about security? Is all of your data properly backed up and protected from cyber attacks and ransomware? Call Quality Computer Solutions at 8 888-956-6066 for a free on-site security assessment. 888-956-6066. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. And let's start with uh, girls basketball from uh, Friday night. And let's start in the uh, the MAC. Um, Northern again competitive, but they fall to Romeo thirty six to thirty. But uh, again, uh, and, and we've talked about it ad nauseum. They're healthy again, and so now you can see that when they're healthy, they can play with anybody. Be a team I would not um, be pumped to play in the postseason. Yeah, no. The, in a one-game elimination, they're going to be dangerous. And, and I'm not saying they're winning a district. I'm not saying they're even going to win a game well, in the I, playoffs. I be, but I'm saying they've got a chance. If, if they knock someone off. or Because even in years past when they've had just – all right teams about 500 it was a few years ago when anchor bay had a really good team and that team nearly knocked off anchor bay who was like 19 and 3 or something yep. like that um i want to say last year they gave who was it they was it anchor bay again they gave hell um it was someone in, yeah i don't know i don't remember exactly who but northern has been a pesky team in the postseason and they are trending towards doing that again all right, uh, Southlake beat Marysville 49-44, to so it was not a good week for the Vikings, but what a game by Avery Walters. 29-20. and So in a loss, she was a light that shined bright, but Marysville goes 0-3 on the week, which surprised us. Yeah, I uh, again, it was a tough week. Southlake's a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, and in between, uh, I forget who they played. Chip Valley. Chip Valley. Who had so. beaten Southlake the week before. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they played three tough games, but I really, I thought they would, at worst, split the Southlake games. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought they'd beat Chippewa Valley, so I was looking at a 2-1 and one week as a good week for the Vikings. I did not see three straight losses here. No, and uh, the the... I don't know if the Chip Valley loss was just because it was put in a terrible spot for Marysville being in between two huge games uh, against South Lake and, and the back end of a back-to-back. But it, it's kind of at the spot where we were with PH where, yeah, they lost two close games to a really good team. Like, in a vacuum, Marysville losing by, like, three and five to South Lake is not that big a deal, but... The 0-3 week is just a bitter taste in the mouth that you can't seem to rinse out. Yeah. Uh, Marine City keeps on rolling. Uh, this is a veteran team, and they beat Lakeview 41-30. to uh, 30. Um, and, and, again, you, you know, uh, it'll come down to the playoffs. But I think they've done everything in the regular season that they thought they would do. Right. And this is, But this is a Marine City team that for oh, last – handful of years has ran into the wall of Marysville in the postseason now that wall isn't there because they're in a different district for God knows what reason but they are going to have to face a different challenges because in Marine City's district is South Lake so it's you trade one good team for another um that's really it's a two-team race the good news is Marine City hosts the district um, Lutheran, North Regina, and, and Algonac combined for 11 wins. So I'm not too worried about them. But Marine City has a shot to get to the regional for the first time, I think, since the year COVID stopped everything. Yeah, when they they played uh, Lake Fenton. They were Co- going to, right? Co- no, they, they played they, Lake well, Fenton. It was Emily City that Emily day. Emily City played, yeah. uh, I think, Notre Dame. Uh, and right. Emily City was going to play Lake Fenton, but... Uh, the, the, as far as Marine City was concerned, because that was a good Marine City team that had McConnell on it, mm. um, and they probably wished they would have stopped the season <laughs> before the Lake Fenton game because, boy, was Lake Fenton good. Right, but this is a chance for Marine City to get out of the district, and I think everything right now is tuning up for that, and they're on a collision course with South Lake in the postseason, but um, they just keep racking up those wins. All right, uh, Gross Point North beat Anchor Bay 68-53 to in a high-scoring game. Uh, Mooney's win streak ended the uh, ladies' loss to Bloomfield Hill Sacred Heart 40-23, to uh, but they've been going good there 
Uh, I believe it was a five-game win streak that they had snapped there. Game that I saw, MLA City and Elmont in the BWAC. MLA City wins this one 44-18, and yeah, that's about what it was. Uh, MLA City scored the first 13 points of the game. They were up 13-3 after one. They led 25-11 after two. They led 35-15 after three, and uh, they led 44-18 at the end. Only four players scored in this game for MLA City, but Alexis Breyer had 17 points, knocked down three threes. Lexa Forty had 10 points, knocked down a couple of threes. Bree Hund had 12 points, knocked down a couple of threes. Uh, and Addison Cameron had the other five points for uh, MLA City. And nobody for Elmont had more than five points. Lydia Lacavera was their leading scorer with uh, five points. Well, 18's not a lot to pass around. No, and they hit two threes as a team. Um, they did not have a, a, a real good night uh, shooting. Um, and uh, they, they just struggled. Uh, they played better against MLA City at home earlier in the week than they did at the uh, end of the week uh, at MLA City. Just MLA City came out ready to go with snow coming, which I don't understand that one, but uh, it was snow coming. So there were a lot of people in the gym early on. Um, it, it's Elmont. They're just down the road, so they're bringing people with them, uh, and it was uh, an an intense performance. I had a, another spectator removed during the boys' game. Um, so you, you, I haven't had that this year. Uh, I haven't had a fan get get the boot yet. No, no. It, it seems to be happening uh, weekly with for me now. Where was the other one you had? That yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to. Rem- uh, it was a hockey game. Oh, they, that it was St. Uh, Shores. Yeah, a parent yeah. was was leaning over uh, the East End where they've got the boxes now. Yeah, and, and uh, the the official kindly showed him the door. Uh, and we had the same thing uh, at the basketball game there on uh, Friday. But uh, at any rate, um, you know, MLA City dominated, and, and Elmont is struggling. Uh, Memphis beat KPAC 30-18. to Deckerville over North Huron 25-20. to And the CPS beat Caseville 29-24. A lot of low-scoring games up in the uh, thumb on uh, Friday night, but that was all the girls' basketball for the uh, the weekend. The boys were a little bit busier, and they had a couple of Saturday games too, but Friday was a pretty uh, busy slate, um, and we'll get to that in a minute because, of course, there were some, uh, you know, all you want to know how all the top teams in the BWAC did, and, and that's what we'll lead off with uh, after the break. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. 
We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Well, Friday night in the uh, BWAC, a league that we had uh, given away last week, uh, and then well, uh, I gave it away. <laughs> I, I, I won't, I won't um, bring you into my my shortcomings because you did not, and I apparently got a little ahead of myself because there's still a team that controls their own destiny, and it's not Yale. Yeah, well, well you, along with Yale, I you, you know, you know what, and, and it's a long shot for them. Crosslex isn't out of this. Actually, neither is North Branch. It would take a lot. Uh, I mean, the the the, the Ducks are well, – well, if you're Crosslex, okay, you get to play Yale, mm-hmm. um, and MLA City's playing Yale. You need MLA City to beat Yale. You need to beat Yale. And then someone has to beat And them. somebody has to beat MLA City, and all of a it's sudden – It's not impossible. <laughs> it's not impossible, but it is. I would say it's improbable. Well, uh, improbable was Armada knocking everybody off, and then Crosslex handles them 44-38 on Friday night with, like, four healthy kids. I will give Armada a little bit of a break because that for any team that would be a really tough stretch, so to lose by six at Crosslex, I still think Armada's figured it out a bit. They just uh, aren't, aren't at the level where they can go uh, Emily City, Yale, Croslex all in the same week right now. Yeah, That's I, a long I, I week. know, but like, if I were going to pick one where <laughs> you know. give me the score and you go, oh, Arme- I'm going to go, okay, yeah, I've got a million and five excuses why Croslex didn't win that game. But after they knock off the two teams that they knocked off to turn around and, and go, they couldn't finish the deal right. and have like – the best week they've had since last season. Right. Um, the, kind of surprised me there. Um, but kudos to Crosslex because, you know, they're going to scratch and claw all the way And that's prob- this is probably how they're going to have to win games is not the high-flying getting to 60, um, the not the flashy way they've won in years past, but grind it out, win with defense, and – just make the open shots when you get them because besides that, they just, w- without all their guys, they just don't have the horses to get to 50 to 60 points on a consistent basis. Yeah. Uh, I like what Yale did here. They reminded everybody, hey, we're still in first place. You, 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 can, you can mention that occasionally. Yes, we know they're going to beat Algonac, and they went out and they beat them by 30 points. There's no goofing around, no nothing, 61-31. Yale gets it done. They needed that win. They had to have that win, and they just went out and said, we're the better team. We win. And they were pissed off, and poor Algonac had to be on the receiving end of the pissed-off Yale yeah. team. Uh, all right, game that I saw, MLA City and Elmont. Um, really a must-win for, for both teams because if Elmont loses, they're done. Yes. Stick a fork in them. 
That'd be uh, that, and they had lost the two games in the week previous to this one. Yeah. Uh, and this was the, the second game of a back-to-back, home-and-home. Emily City had won at Almont the night before by 12, and they were way up in this one at, uh, at different points. At one point in the second half, Emily City was up 15, and we were pulling the plugs out and wrapping things up. The guy was getting ready to sweep the floor for the big dance, and all of a sudden, at the end, Elmont missed two looks at a three-pointer that could have sent the game into overtime. They really made a tremendous run at the end of the game, led by Chase Davidowski, who knocked down five three-pointers in this uh, basketball game. And then Jerry Shurig. Jerry Shurig played like one minute in the entire game, uh, and uh, then uh, Ryle fouled out of the game, and they put Jerry in with like, 20 seconds to go in the game. They immediately chuck the ball to him in the right-wing corner, and he calmly knocks down a three like he'd been hitting them all night long. Well, that's the thing about Almont is everyone on their team's a shooter. <laughs> that is true. Like, everybody on their team can bury a three at any given point. And, uh, and then when they had the chance to, to tie it on the next possession, they went to him again. Uh, his shot was off, but he, he got his own rebound and got another one up. Uh, at the uh, the horn that just wouldn't go, but it it was a wild finish from at one point, you know, with about four minutes to go in the game. It was over. It was over. And all of a sudden, we got a scramble at the finish line, 60-57, to 57, Emily City wins. Xander Nash had 19. He had 16 in the first half. In the first half, he was 10 out of 12 at the free throw line. That's pretty good. Especially That's a lot of trips to the free throw line. Especially for um, a season where you're saying you bring a hex to the free throw line where well, you just can't he, see anyone make. He finished 11 out of 16 because down the stretch, after making free throws for three quarters, hmm. guess who couldn't make a free throw in, in the fourth quarter? Emily City. They kept missing, getting splits, leaving the door open right. for Elmont, who started to make threes. So every time Emily City was only getting one, Elmont was getting three, and all of a sudden their 15-point lead is down to three. Um, and that's kind of the way that that happened. Um, Landon Jones had four points at uh, halftime and really wasn't a guy on my radar. Like, he was playing well, but right. he just, you know. One finished with seventeen. So we're he's turned we're, into a really nice player yeah. for Emily City. He's because uh, he had a, a big game against Cross Lex too. I really like the way Jones plays. I think if Emily City makes a run, obviously Xander Nash is going to have to be good. But guys like Landon Jones, and I'm sure you're going to talk about Siegler as well, are going to also have to be big-time contributors. Yeah, well, one thing that Landon's going to have to do, because they, they, they figured it out, too. He was over at the line, and they kept following him. Right. Um, and and I, uh, I'm not exaggerating. He was probably 0 of 8 shooting free throws. He might have been 0 of 10 shooting free throws. And, and at a point, it just got in his head. Because he was knocking down other shots. Right. And he scored 17 points. He was making shots. He couldn't make shots wide open at the free throw line, though. It was just in his head. Um, yeah, Siegler hit three big three-pointers and had a big nine points in the game. Uh, and then they just, you know, they get enough from everybody else. Sommer with five points. Evans with five points, all on free throws. Cizek uh, had uh, five points uh, in the game. So, uh, you know. For the most part, Emily City played a great basketball game till probably the last four minutes. That would be the part that Don Gauthier is looking at and going, we got to be better. Right. Um, and that would be the part that Ross Gauthier is looking at and going, I wish we would have played uh, like that the whole rest of the game. Right. Right. Bring that out over 30 minutes, and that's how they get wins over Yale. And Almont's very much – I mean, they, they remind me of Marysville, maybe a little more offensively gifted because against Yale, there was a point where they were down like 16, but you're just sitting there going, they're hitting just enough shots that they're staying in this one, that they're not knocked out. And if you're playing Almont, word of advice to every BWAC team that still has to play him, when you can go for the throat, do it, because if you don't, 
you blink, and then in the span of two minutes, they hit four threes, and you go, what the hell just happened? We were up 17, and now it's a six-point game. Yeah, they, they hit nine threes in this game, and the thing about it is their best scorer, Radislavic, wasn't shooting threes. He's driving inside and getting to the basket and got 17 points that way, and everybody else is outside shooting the threes. Right, and he's ironically maybe one of the the – less likely guys to shoot a three-pointer because he is more of a dribble drive, get to the hoop. And when you have four guys standing outside the arc that can bury a three, someone's going to get hot. And, well, someone did for Almont. You know, and then and and the way it complements everything is when they're knocking down threes, it leaves it open for right. when he dribble drives. help side isn't coming as quick because they don't want to leave a guy like Chase Davidowski, who had 17, uh, open for – a three-pointer again. And then when he starts doing that, they compensate defensively mm-hmm. to, to cut him off, and then he kicks it out on either wing, yep. and bang, they're knocking down threes. Uh, so he had 17. Davidowski had 17. Uh, Bordeaux knocked down a couple of threes, and he had to eight. Ryle fouled out of the game, but I, I thought he gave them a good seven points and uh, and gave them a little bit of life uh, when, when they were down and, and things weren't going uh, so well for them. But this ended up being a really good basketball game. Uh, Elmont had a slow start. Uh, MLA City was better in the first quarter. Uh, it was an even game through the middle two quarters. MLA City had a fast start to the fourth to, to pull out, but a, a great finish. Elmont actually ended up winning the fourth quarter by four points. But they fall three points short despite getting a couple of looks right uh, before the uh, the buzzer in this one. All right, I'm going to sneeze so you can read the next one. Okay. Um, North Branch got a, a win in boys over Richmond, 49-43. Uh, Will Racine ended up with 13. Keegan Scherlinger, 11 points, 12 boards. Giovanni Travis with nine. Uh, North Branch is 10-6, and six, and they are having a, a, a nice season. They're, again, not... Out, out of the uh, BWAC title race yet, but they're going to need a lot of help like Cross Lex does. I'll get to see them tonight, and I'm excited to finally get to see the Broncos. Yeah, you know, they're 5-4 and four in league, so they also have that extra game hanging out there that everybody else has already played. Right, so they're going to have to do some damage, but that win was their 10th of the season, and I'm just going back. When was the last time North Branch basketball was getting double digit wins? I know it's I know <laughs> it's, it's been, been a, a few while, years, probably. And um, like th- th- there was, you could go multiple seasons and then not pick up ten wins. I'm just going through it right now while it's on the top of mind. And it, it I mean, I'm back to eighteen nineteen season, and they um, <clears throat> that was the last time they did it. They went thirteen and eight in twenty eighteen and nineteen. So. Looks like they're going to have their best season in a long while. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, and, and, again, we, we, they haven't kind of been on the radar. Like, we've talked about them a little bit, they especially were hot early, early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the, the fact that we, we haven't really seen them play, but um, this is a nice win because, again, we don't think this Richmond basketball team is, is a bad team at all. No. No, I'm very curious to see how this one's going to go in Richmond um, because I have a feeling the Blue Devils are improved from the last time I've seen them. I don't think I've seen Richmond play since before the new year. Yeah, uh, with, with all the rescheduling and all the, the, the bad there weather like that we had. like 10 days where the BWAC didn't play, and now they were making it all up between last week and this week. They're just carpet bombing us and, with games. But, but what it's doing is we're getting a lot of like home-and-home home series right. where teams are playing back-to-back or at least twice in a week where maybe there's a game in between for one of the teams. Right. But uh, so and I, I think I kind of like it. Uh, yeah. It's different. I don't know if I would like it if it happened all the time. But, yeah, as a little change-up, give a little juice. I don't mind it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, up in the thumb, Sandusky beat Marlette 45-34. to K-Pac tops Memphis 52-34. to Harbor Beach with a nice this, win. This is the biggest win of the year for them and one of the biggest wins for any teams we talk about. They knock off Cass City, not just beat them, but beat them 56-43. I believe Cass City was 15-0. Going into that game, they were running the thumb, 
and Harbor Beach beats them up a bit. Yeah. So that's that's like, a very nice win like for the Pirates. Cass City was getting love statewide in D3. A lot of people think the Red Hawks can make a run. And Harbor Beach, I mean, again, the fact that you if you if they won this game 44-43, it would be impressive. But to win it going away, double-digit win over an undefeated Cass City team that had really been having their way with a lot of teams, that's a heck of a win for Harbor Beach. The Pirates are are pretty solid, and now that we're getting closer to district time, I might have to take a, a gander on what a what a playoff route would look like for them. Yeah, um, uh, Ubley. Okay, well, one day Ubley will win nineteen to fourteen, and then they beat Brown City sixty-two to thirty-four, <laughs> and a Brown City team that has been playing a lot better. Yeah, they, they've improved as the year is, or, or they were improving. In the middle part of the year. Uh, I don't know. Ubley rolled sixes when they decided how they were going to play. Yeah, like, like seriously, like we've had Ubley, Ubley scores like some of the other ones I was reading. Like we, we've had Ubley scores like 25 to 22 and things like that. And also 62-34. Like, six, Ubley yeah, rolling. Sure, Can't why miss a not? shot. Um, Peck <laughs> beat Mayville 50 to 31. And Deckerville beats North Huron by 27, 72 40. Five. That's all for the hardwood. But, Dennis, there was a bit of hockey action that went on over the last few days. Well, we had a couple of Saturday basketball games, too. Oh, yeah, that, sorry. That I, I, I throw forgot in about there. that. I was, yeah, uh, I on, on, up. on Saturday, uh, Northern lost to Ferndale, 84-62. This was a neutral site game. I believe they played in Davis. Yes, so that's a uh, – I like this test for Northern. They're, they're getting ready for their district. This and Gross Point South – Back-to-back is probably going to be the hardest uh, two-game stretch they have. Want to see what they can produce out of it. So a tough one to Ferndale, who's the reigning D2 champion and has a good shot to go back-to-back. But these are the games where you find out what you need to work on and what you need to do if you want to not just win a district but win a regional. Yeah, they get 20 from Cam Haru, 16 from Alex Jamison, but the encouraging one was Tyrese Johnson played and scored 12 points. Absolutely. So we need a full, healthy Northern come district time. Yeah, uh, and Utica Ford uh, held off Cardinal Mooney 45-35 to 35 on uh, Saturday, and that was at Ford, so Mooney going on the road. Going on a road to a school probably 10 times their size at least like in terms of student population yes yeah their their freshman class is probably bigger than mooney school oh easy but that's why mooney makes runs in the postseason because they play these games and then their record looks not impressive and then they because i end up in the, the final, semifinals in against the final four last year like the the semifinal records were like 25 and 2 23 and 4 21 and 6 and then like 15 and 11 for Cardinal yeah. Mooney. If, and, and most of that was in the playoffs right. when they won in districts and regionals. Because so, they were um, probably like 10 and 11 when the postseason started. Anyway, um, now that's actually the end of basketball from the last few days. Let's talk a little hockey. There were a lot of games, but not really a lot of close games. No. Um, on Friday night, uh, they played over at Glacier Point. Joey Gilbert had a couple of goals. But PH lost to Tawas 6-3. And the report I got is is Tawas is pretty good and will back that up right. with the next score. That one stuck out to me because Tawas has been a team that like is usually around Thumb Legion's level. Yep. Uh, and they had actually beaten Anchor Bay earlier this year, I looked. Um, and Anchor Bay got him in overtime on Saturday, 2-1 to one, on a John uh, Sheeker goal. Uh, Tyden Jones had the other goal for the, uh, the Tars. Um, again, uh, going back to uh, Friday night, the Tars had beaten uh, Eisenhower 5-2. to two. So I don't know, did one guy really make that big of a difference? I saw the kid play, and he wasn't dominating the game or a factor in what was going on against Marysville, but... They threw him out. They had to forfeit half their season, and now they can't beat anybody. <laughs> so maybe he was that guy. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right, Bishop Foley, boo, beat uh, Thumb Legion 4-2 to two despite goals from Gabe Vanderlip and Logan Tripkowski. De La Salle knocked off Northern on Saturday 6-1. to one. That was uh, a, a test me game that uh, uh, that result – 
has me a little more nervous now. M- me too. Good uh, news the Huskies is, have a, a, a tough week too this week. If they meet, meet up in the postseason, it would be on home ice. So yes. That is the one silver lining. Yeah, and they did play them much better at home, I thought. They've got Cranbrook this week uh, and then Gross Point South. Uh, to close out the uh, the regular season. This is the last week of regular season play for hockey. Uh, and the game that I saw on Saturday, Marysville beat uh, PH 8 to nothing. This was the weirdest game of the season. When I saw the score at the end of the first period, I went, what? And then it, it ended up where I thought it would, but it was not all highway to get there. The first period, Marysville outshot PH 15 to 3. And they were almost down one to nothing. Nick Adam made a great save with his arm on a two-on-one. He stopped uh, Joey Gilbert. But Trudeau was good in the first period, and they couldn't get anything by him. Once the first one got in, then it was just stupid for a stretch. Uh, they scored, uh, Luke Fick scored on the power play, 122 in the second. And that was the first of six goals in four minutes and 11 seconds. They scored at 122, 224, 335, 419, 437, and 533. So the dam burst. The dam burst, and it was five to nothing. I was writing them down and getting the assists from the PA, and they would score again. I'd I'd look up and go, oh, here's another chance. Oh, they scored again. And and I, I know it wasn't six consecutive shots, but it felt like it. Right. Like it just, it was happening Basically that, like that six quickly. Basically like consecutive opportunities, I guess. Yeah, and everyone went dead center into the back of the net. Uh, and no chance either for Trudeau. It wasn't like Trudeau suddenly became a, a, a sieve and shots from outside the blue line were going through. No, point blank chances, slam dunk goals. What are you going to do when Ben LaValle's coming in on you point blank? Right. Give up a goal. Um, he ended up with two goals and two assists in the uh, the game. Multiple Vikings with multiple points. Uh, Trevor Wallace had a goal and two assists. Um, Smith had a goal and an assist. Schroeder had a goal and two assists. Thick had two goals. Uh, Lone and Tuffin each had two assists. Uh, they they were just flying in. Um, it was seven nothing after two, uh, and then they scored two oh seven into the third. The shots were 33-5. to five. So uh, Marysville uh, didn't dinker out because I was a little nervous that Marysville wasn't going to take this game all that seriously and they were going to sit guys out. They, they, mm. they won handily the first time they played, 9-1, to one, but they didn't, use, they didn't play Ben LaValle, right. and I think uh, somebody else was sitting out too. In this game, they had everybody going. They kept rolling their three lines and rolling their three D-pair. Um, and uh, I know it was only five saves, but he made one really tough one in a 0-0 score in the first period when he hadn't had a lot of work. Nick Adam gets the shutout. I believe that is his first career shutout. Good for him. um, Those were all the scores in hockey. We'll take a break, uh, and then uh, Brady will will talk about the, the matchups and all of that. Upgrade your business with Quality Computer Solutions, your all-in-one IT managed services provider. QCS becomes your IT help desk managing desktops, laptops, servers, phone systems, and more. You manage your business, we handle your technology seamlessly. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides expert staff augmentation for enterprise-level projects. Worried about security? Ensure your data safety with QCS. Call now for a free on-site security assessment or visit us at our website at qcsph.com. Again, that's QCS. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. 
This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We will beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at Retail 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome uh, back, and uh, and Brady's doing all the math. He he's going over there. Well, it's not math, but it is um, it is relevant. So with so for those of you you that don't know, the way the MHSAA sets up their boys and girls basketball postseason is they use the Michigan Power Ranking or what we refer to as MPR. It is a very basic formula. It takes twenty five percent of your win percentage. 50% of your opponent's win percentage and 25% of your opponent's opponent's win percentage. So it goes two layers deep. Um, and then it, they add it all up and you get your MPR and that's how they decide who in a six-team district is the top two seeds and in a, well, I guess the top two seeds in any district and they separate them. Um, so they don't meet till the finals. If it's a six-team district, you both get a bye. If it's a five-team district, only number one gets the bye. They do not use it for seeds three, four, five, six, seven, however far they go. They go by random draw. Now, why, when you have a formula to decide seeds one and two, you don't use it for seeds three, four, five, and six? I don't know. But what <laughs> they do... And it bothers you. It does, because if it's good enough for one and two, just... See the whole damn district because when we get into it, you'll see that not that it may make a difference, but some teams have a much tougher road than others to a district final because of the random draw. So the random draw um, comes out and they just label teams A, B, C, and D. So in alphabetical order, first in the alphabet, second, whatever. Um, and one quick disclaimer, especially for D1, because this will get confusing. I believe they go by the school's officially listed name on the MHSAA site. So, for example, when we talk about the Port Huron schools, Anchor Bay is not A, they are N because their official name is New Baltimore Anchor Bay, Macomb, Dakota, Harrison Township, Lons Cruz. So, I if the I'm going by that is the case how they have it listed when you go to the MPR section of the district. So let's start in D1 and talk about what it looks like those matchups are going to be because right now Port Huron Northern is far and away the one seed in that district. And Lons Cruz North, 
I be- it looks like they will end up the two seed. So I'm going to presume that those two stay the same. So right now, as it stands in a six-team district, the one seed gets the winner of B and D. And the way it lines up is Port Huron would have to play Dakota in the first round. Thanks. Yeah. But then the winner of that would play Port Huron Northern. So it would be uh, Northern would have to get over that Dakota hump in the semifinals, it looks like, um, to win a district. Now, if they were to seed the whole district, we'd actually get the same first-round matchups, but just in different spots. Um, Actually, no, it would be exactly the same, I believe. Yeah, it would be exactly uh, the same. So this time, works out in D1 that it just happens to be the way it's seeded right now, although Lance Cruz and Port Huron are tied in NPR, so they could have flipped that. Lance Cruz and Anchor Bay play on the bottom. The winner would go on to play Lance Cruz North. So it would be all Port Huron uh, potentially on one side of the bracket unless something dramatically changes in the next uh, week or so. I believe the NPR locks on the 18th. Yeah, so um, anything that happens after the 18th does not affect the districts. So the final brackets will be posted next Sunday. We'll talk about that more probably on next Monday's show. But um, looking at that potential road for Northern, I don't necessarily necessarily love it. Like, okay, you'd have to play Dakota, who's only 8-11, and 11, but there's still that mental hurdle. And even if PH upsets them, that's a no-lose spot for PH. Either you upset Northern and it's the biggest win of your season – or Northern wins and everyone expected them to win and there's no pressure on, on the Red Hawks. Yeah. Um, I get where you're going with this. <laughs> yes. But here, when we go to D2, is where I think the, um, the random draw helps some teams and hurts some teams. So right now, in, we'll start with the MAC-BWAC uh, mix out in, uh, I believe this one's in Armada. St. Clair is essentially locked up the one seed. Richmond's locked up the two. I'm, maybe mathematically it's possible for Marysville or Armada to jump up and get them, but I don't think so in a week's time. So off that presumption, um, the way it works out is Marysville and Armada match up at the top of the bracket. The winner goes on to play St. Clair. And at the bottom, Richmond gets the bye, and they play the winner of Marine City and Algonac, which there's one matchup I would much rather have than the other. Marysville and Armada combined for 15 wins. Marine City and Algonac combined for three. If it was seeded, Marysville would play Algonac and Armada would play Marine City. Which is much different. Right. Which is much, much different. Much different. So for St. Clair's the one seed, they're either going to have to play Marysville for a third time or have to play Armada, a team that apparently figured it out and is good now. Uh, at least they're more of a threat than we right. thought they were. And it's in Armada, which doesn't make it any easier, where, hey, if I'm Richmond, I'm not complaining, but... You either get a Marine City team that is really down right now, or you get an Algonac team that hasn't won a game all season. Yeah. I know which draw I'd rather <laughs> have. It's me not too. that hard of a decision for me. Um, but this is a district where I think if you just seeded the whole thing, it feels completely different than if you didn't. Um, and selfishly, for what we do, if they seeded the whole district, we could get um, Richmond, Marysville, and St. Clair Armada in the second round would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, you know. That's a pair of really good games instead of one that's probably, like it happened last year when Marine City and Algonac drew each other, and the winner basically went to slaughter. So I, I guess my question is, is why do you think it's done this way? The when they first started doing MPR, they uh, 
weren't 100% sold on it, so they didn't want to do it for the whole district. They wanted to see how it worked out because, the again, the general idea is not to make it an exact science and get perfectly this team is the best, this team's the next. It's to go, all right, these are the top two. Make sure they don't play each other. But I think NPR, while a very imperfect tool, is good enough that you can seed the district and get it mostly right. I mean, if you're arguing if you're the four seed or the five seed in the district, eh, doesn't, like, who cares at that point? Um, but it, it keeps keeps you something to play for. I'd like to keep doing it. Um, I'd like to see the whole district. Well, and two, it's not like it's any extra work for them because it's all they right have there. everybody's NPR. And supposedly I heard one um, person tell me that they're doing that for baseball. I haven't seen that anywhere, but if they do, I would like that. Uh, I want to go to the BWAC plus Kersley district. <laughs> um, right now, Yale is the one seed. No one's catching Yale. They are going to have the buy in the five-team uh, district. So, in a five-team district, again, they draw it a little differently for each one. In the opening night, a, the, the top two alphabetical teams would play, and that would be Cross, Lex, and Kersley, which means MLA City and North Branch would be all automatically in the uh, – would be – no, excuse me, Cross, Lex gets the uh, bye. So, it would just be ABC, which would mean Kersley and MLA City, rather, would play in the opening round. And Cross-Lex looks like they'd match up with North Branch with Yale getting the winner of MLA City-Kersley. This district, it doesn't really matter because there's not a bad team in this district. Yeah. North Branch has the worst record at 10-6. and six. Ouch. Actually, technically, Cross-Lex does at 10-7. and seven. Still, Th- I mean. So, this one doesn't really matter how you slice it, um, but... That's what you're looking at. Cross Lex uh, would be playing against North Branch, um, a, a, a game that is bound to be weird like their first two. And then MLA City would have to go to the host Kersley on the night one of the district for a chance to take on Yale again. So those are the main districts uh, we cover, the one that have a ton of local teams in them. And that's kind of where it stands. But especially for the BWAC-MAC district, I thought the the um, random draw helped some teams and hurt some teams. And if you're a team that got helped by it, hey, don't complain. You, you play who they tell you you're going to play. Um, but for a team like Marysville or, or Armada, if one of them want to make a run in a district is always the goal, they would have to beat like let's use Armada, they'd have to beat Marysville, then have to go beat uh, St. Clair, and then have to go beat Richmond, where if, I mean, I guess if someone on the bottom made it, it's one less tough game. And Richmond right now, if it holds like that, I'm sorry, I'm writing them in the district finals already, where on the top half, any of those three teams could come out of there, and I would be surprised, but I would not be shocked. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean... I understand where your frustration comes from, and I don't understand why the the state just doesn't. If you're going to do it for the top two teams, just do it for everybody. Right. And if you're going to do it in one sport, do it in all the sports. And I think they're slowly implementing it um, in other sports, and that's actually something that's helped us out a ton because it requires you to report scores Mm -hmm. because baseball and softball season. That's the only thing about it that I like so far. Right. I will say, 99% of our teams are really good with it, um, especially in baseball and softball, using Game Changer or whatever app they use. We find almost all scores, but if it was just all on the state site, that would make it so much easier. Yeah. That would make it so much nicer. Um, But Because basketball used to kind of be that way where you'd go on the state site, some teams would be 17-3, and and other teams would be 1-1. and All right, I'm going to, just real quick, I'm going to run through hockey. All right. um, Because we know the pairings there, too, because, as I say, this is the last week of the regular season. Um, McMorrin will be the site of one of the regionals. Northern is is the host team, and Northern and PH are there. 
Um, the, the PH drew gross point South in their first game. The winner of that game will get De La Salle. So I actually like Northern's draw here. They're going to play St. Clair Shores. That's a team that I know they can be competitive with. If they get through that one, then they'll get their third shot at De La Salle in the, in the title, or they'll draw gross point South who they're going to play actually on Saturday at McMorrin. So they have an idea mm-hmm. where they stand. So I think, like, of any team going into this, Northern knows the teams that they have to play and beat, and so I think that gives them a decent opportunity. The The team in our area that got hosed is Marysville. Hmm. They're going to go to, to Cranbrook, um, and they have the toughest draw of any team in, in the event because Liggett is, is the one seed. They're going to get the winner between Bishop Foley and Gross Point North, who have combined for like a win and a half this year, um, so so they're they're getting a buy into the final, while Cranbrook and Marysville have to beat each other's brains out. So for Marysville to win and, that region, there's another example of if they just seeded the whole district, it would have been Marysville versus Foley, and then Cranbrook versus Gross Point North had they just used NPR all the way. Yeah, so Marysville and Cranbrook, the host team, have to to fight each other while Liggett will get a, a mercy rule laugher in their semifinal game. Um, and, and so if you're Marysville to win that event, you have to beat the best two teams, Cranbrook and Liggett back to back. Right. So it's a now, little bit granted, tougher for them. If it was MPR, it would have, if they seeded the whole district, it would end up being the same thing. It would just be reversed because as the, Three four matchup, the winner would go on to play Liggett, who got the buy. So you'd have to beat Liggett and then Cranbrook instead of Cranbrook and then Liggett. But if you're Cranbrook, you got a beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you have to beat the 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 first and third best team or the two best two teams that aren't you in that region. Yeah. Well, that's the same boat that Mar- Marysville's got to beat the the two teams that are as good or better than they are. Right. So uh, while while Foley and Gross Point North, the two worst teams, one of them is going to get a win in that regional. Cranbrook or Marysville are going to go to that regional and not get a win. Yeah, yeah. So um, is that that all we have for bracketology for <laughs> for today? Is um, it is it not enough? Yeah, we'll we'll my, dive my more into it. My head's still reeling just a little bit from all your like your explanations are right on. It's just a lot to take yes. in. I encourage you to go to the MHSAA site. They have the formulas up there. Go through and look and just have a pad and paper next to you like I did and write down the alphabetical order it's listed because as weird as it is, the four, like in D1, this is how alphabetically it works for that. Lance Cruz to Dakota to Anchor Bay to Port Huron. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it's uh, straightforward. Sometimes it's not like, Algonac Armada, Marine City, Marysville. That one was easy. That yeah. one I know the order of. You know, it, it's I I don't know. Um, you know, on one hand, I, I I used to complain in the past when you got the two best teams playing early in the district instead of in the district final. But at the the same time, you know, it didn't always happen that way. In fact, it seldom happened that way. Um, they usually the best two teams end up playing in the finals, or the, or at worst in the semifinals. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if I like the NPR or I dislike the NPR. I just feel if you're going to do NPR, do NPR all the way through. Right. the The thing with it is, like I said, it's not an exact science. If you're using, like, if they wanted to seed the whole region with it, that's what I think you'd get into some issues because. In a, in a small group, hey, it does a good job. Like, if you look at the NPR for a lot of districts, you might go, well, I think this team's better than that. But for the most part, they have it generally in the right order. But when you if you try to extrapolate it and use it bigger, I think that's where it gets – it can get dicey. But for a district, again, go through any district and you'll have a – it'll be pretty close to right. And then if you have a debate, well, I think this one's better than that, they're probably pretty close in NPR. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? 
I, that's all I got. You want to let everyone know where we are the next couple of days before we come uh, if, back. On, if I can remember, because we just uh, wrote all Wednesday. that stuff down. Yeah, because there was a bunch of makeup games um, today. So we are working uh, tonight. I'm or... out in Richmond, North Branch. Get to see the Broncos for the first time tonight. Excited to see them. Um because I know they're a solid basketball team, and I think I'm going to see a good game. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to see Elmont uh, again. They're playing in Croslex tonight. That's a 7.30 tip. So We didn't see the Raiders like at all for a month and a half, and then we've seen either their boys or girls like five times in seven <laughs> days. It, it happens. And you I know, think you know what happens like that. Oh yeah, and I think we have. A, I think I'm doing a girl. Their girls tomorrow out at Yale. Um, if I remember correctly, it's, it's at Elmont. Yeah, at, at Elmont. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be out in Elmont for that tomorrow. You have uh, and Yale is at Croslex uh, in girls hoop on Friday. Yeah, so it's a, it's a Croslexy week. Yes, and you have tomorrow Northern Gross Point South Mac Red White tournament semifinals. That should be a fun game. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to to see how this one uh, goes uh, again. Uh, I know what the Huskies are bringing. Uh, I want to, and I know South is good, but I want to see how good. They're pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you just take a look at their record, and uh, Gross Point South will be coming into that one fifteen and four. They were undefeated MAC Red champions. And, and I know how often does that happen? And and I know that uh, that you hate the gross point one of them for North putting up North. Uh, stanchions. So I'm gonna make sure Northern sets some stanchions up there. No, I don't want. I don't <laughs> want to see players' ankles explode. Well, if it's on the gross point south side, I mean, is, you're gonna switch sides. Were they gonna move them during halftime? Maybe. Anyway, anything else? You could. Yes, you could. It's called home court advantage. Gross Point South didn't do anything. I'm not going to blame them for what their rivals did. Okay. All right, anything else or time to send her home? Time to send her home uh, and, uh, and a good show for a Monday. A lot of information. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.